Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is The Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I'm joined by two esteemed co-hosts this week. Please give a warm welcome to Ian Stadzegas-Stadelman and handsome Jamil Hussan. How's it going, guys? Feeling good. Chill Monday. How about you, Jamil? Feeling great, boys. Glad to be back on the pod and uh, get ready to talk some baseball. Yeah, it's exciting to be back. Uh, obviously, we missed an episode last week. Uh, we were all too depressed about the least to podcast well, but, you know, we're back. <laughs> we're, we're recharged, re-energized, and uh, it's an exciting time in the, the FlexFox Fantasy Federation, for sure. Why'd you got to bring that up, Nick? Now I'm reminded and sad again. But the wound is healing. It's okay. Exactly. It's a, it's a matter of time, really. Uh, but, but guys, let's just get into it. Uh, talking about week nine here, uh, a big week, lots of great matchups. Honestly, reading through the list, there were basically uh, four or five matchups I could have picked as, as matchup of the week. But I got to start of, uh, with one that I think has, has big implications for the standings. Really interesting matchup. And that's the matchup between Ash and Jamil. Uh, big showdown by, by two, two of the top teams in the league. Uh, and it's Ash who came out on top of this one. 243.3 to 227.7 for Jamil. So Ash is now 7-2. and two. Jamil, you're 6-3. and three. How are you feeling after this one? Yeah, usually, you know, definitely a tough loss. Uh, me and Ash were tied at one point on the Sunday, but he uh, got a great start from Dylan Cease and basically put the the match for the bed, but um, yeah, I'm not just, I'm not too disappointed. Like, I'll take a six and three start. Obviously, majority of the league probably didn't see this one coming. I sure did not. But uh, I know a lot of you guys touched upon the easy uh, schedule that I had. Started four and zero, oh, but uh, I'll take a two and three coming off some of the top dogs. I I was disappointed we didn't do a pod last week. I took down Chow last week, and I was the top scorer of the league, of the of the week that week. But uh, but yeah, like it's a definitely it sucks to lose, but. I, I put up a fight against Ash, and he's, his offense is just absolutely stacked. He, Bellinger just had to come back against me this last week, so it is what it is, but I'm happy at 6-3. and three, I'll take it. Yeah, win's a win for Ash, and uh, you're still very competitive in your division. I think you're both in playoff spots after that, so hard to complain. I see you got nine games started. Did you buy or pick up any pitchers to do that, or was it just a good week for you? No, I definitely uh, went to get like three streamers on the Sunday. They're not, they weren't the best. They were just, uh, I think it was Caleb Smith, some new guy I've not, never heard of from the twins, Old Bear or whatever. And then uh, it was Michael Waka for Tampa. I just basically try to live, you know, cap up all my starts. Uh, Seas was actually supposed to not start for Ash, but he got the bump onto, onto Sunday. So that was a bummer for me. But oh, I'll see. I wanted to touch upon, I basically would have won the matchup if. Three of my pitchers did, de- uh, did pretty decent. Martinez, Gray, and Walker combined for negative 23 points. So, <sighs> that'd be- so if they were at least just a little bit, like, give me, like, five, ten points here and there, I would have won. But it is what it is. <laughs> if you had sat them, you would have won. That, that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? Uh, now, Jamila, someone who's faced off against Ash's team, you've, you've obviously got a good grasp on them. You see them head head to head. Do you think that Ash is one of the, the top teams in the league right now? Oh, I definitely see Ash as uh, one of the top five just to uh, win it all for sure. Uh, like I said, his offense absolutely stacked. And this is a, with a roster that has uh, Eloy and uh, a couple other guys down too. So he got, like I said, Bellinger at the right time for his offense to be you know more of a force with Tatis that guy is an absolute stud 
So and his staff is backed up by Bieber, so it's always a good recipe for a contending team for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I I know there has been some discussion, some debate, especially earlier in the season about Ash's team, but uh, it really does seem like he's he's doing well. And you know, this isn't the highest win total in the world for him, but hey, uh, like you said, it got the result he needed, so it's a, a step in the right direction for him. For sure, but I did I I, didn't, I am noticing a little bit of a pattern of low point totals the last couple of weeks, even though he's been winning. So, if he wants to be you know threatened like a more serious threat. He should probably get the point totals up, but uh, I think that'll come for sure. I can see that trending upwards for him. 240 isn't bad. It's not stunning, but you're never disappointed with it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I would agree most weeks, but I think in week nine, we saw uh, a lot of high point totals uh, and uh, a bunch of 300 plus point scores. So we got to talk about the top scoring team of the week from last week, uh, who is none other than uh, Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati, putting up 313.2 points, uh, a huge point total for him and more than enough to see off the Midland Raccoons who put up. 57.1 points, so uh, an extremely low score there. Uh, obviously lowest in the, the league last week, going up against the highest team. So Kaminsky gets the win to move to 8-1. and one. Uh, Midland Raccoons 4-5. and five. I mean, Stads, what do you make of all that? I want the league historian to check if this is the most lopsided matchup in league history. It's got to be close, right? This is uh, more than a 250-point gap. This is, this is big ouch. Uh... It, Mike might have wanted to use a maintenance week on this week. I know he's really into those, <laughs> and he's he's wasting a lot of his maintenance. He could have been, you know, putting out his garbage time guys and stuff, but nah, he's just going to flex on us and put up the top <laughs> of the week. Well, way to go, Mike. <laughs> exactly. I can see he put up 60 points on the Sunday where the raccoons put up zero. So it's just like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he definitely could have used that on another week, but hey, he'll take the dub. But uh, it's just shocking point total there. I, uh, I was kind of like, I wanted to message the boys and see, hey, what's going on here? But uh, I didn't even bother. It just, I was pretty, pretty disgusted with it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really does seem like a, a tale where Kaminsky had all the luck. He's got a, a bunch of guys who just have, have huge scores this past week. And then the Midland Raccoons, to their credit, really did seem to be trying this week. This wasn't uh, some sort of dive they took, but just a, a bunch of negative pitching performances really sunk them. And, and you know, uh, it seems like all the, the stars aligned in the least favorable direction possible for them. Minus 5.5 on the week for all their pitching is just a cursed week. I don't know how many mirrors you broke. Midland Raccoons, but uh, <laughs> might want to break exactly a multiple of seven. I think that reverses it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the heck was going on that week because they've been putting up, you know, they're scoring around the 180, a little bit of 200 here and there. But yeah, this was just just weird to see. Yeah, it's it's definitely unusual. I thought there was maybe a glitch on ESPN that there was a, a one or a two missing in front of that fifty-seven, but uh, a big edge <laughs> for them. Uh, and you know, let's let's not take away from Kaminsky's big week. Obviously, he could have beaten any other team in the the league this week. He's eight and one now. Uh, he really does look like a, a strong contender for the championship at this point, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I have him. I have him. I'm not biased or anything. You know, of course, you guys are gonna have the Neil ties, but I have him. I have him ranked as first for sure. Ahead of uh, actually, I gotta I gotta think about the rest, but I I have I have him as a as the f first uh 
threat here to win the title. Someone on Slack, speak up if you have someone else's first. I, I wonder if anyone would contest that. We'll see. Uh, well, let's move on. Let's talk about the uh, the second top scoring team of the week. Only 0. 0.8 points back of Kaminsky with 312.4 points. It is none other than Ian Stats against Stadelman, uh, who Ooh. used that point total to dispatch Ben, who had 267.4. Stats, you're now 6-3. and three. Uh, Ben, 5-4. and four. So it's a, it's a key win for you here uh, as you're trying to stay competitive in the playoff race. How are you feeling after that one? I, I think this is my highest weak point total ever. Once again, league historians, please correct me or affirm that. But yeah, three twelve point four might be my record. Feels pretty good. Still not good enough for a playoff spot somehow. Uh, ben put up a really good try. Nine out of seven games started better than what I could do. But uh, I had a ridiculously good offense. Great week from Andrew McCutcheon out of kind of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, I mean, Kutch was hot for you, and and Vladdy obviously continuing to to rake. Are you, uh, are you? I mean, I, we're going to ask you this every week, but are you continuing <laughs> to feel glad about holding on to him and, and not selling at any point? Uh, Nick, let me just say that every single time people said bust to me or in the last two three years is just water under the bridge now. Water <laughs> under the bridge. Yeah, I was just going to say, was there even a doubt? even you know through the struggles the last couple of years that you were thinking of moving him because if i was you i probably was just brush it off and you know he's young enough to show that he's the phenom that he is so i want to say i never doubted him that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> uh. fair enough fair enough but i i it is like i'm not just saying it because you're on the, on the pod here but it is refreshing to see stads you know with a winning record and possibly in a playoff race because you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably haven't been winning this much before since you've entered the league, right? So. Uh, I believe my second season, I ended something like 11-8, uh, and I'm doing okay. slightly better than that. I don't remember what my best record was at any point that season, but it's probably my best, or very close to it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like you're hot this season. And, you know, on Ben's side, you're right. He didn't have a terrible performance. He had a, a decent point total. His his team really seemed to deliver a, an average week. So there are a lot of guys out there he could have beaten, but he had the uh, the misfortune of being matched up against a, a tougher team, which is too bad, but it's a, a good recipe for getting to 5-4. and four. He tried to talk shit about Brandon Woodruff, didn't you, Ben? That'll show you. <laughs> Uh, well, let's go ahead and, and pivot now to the third highest point scoring team of the week. Uh, only 0.6 b- points behind Stads. It's Garth M, 311.8 to 261.8 for RKR. Uh, so Garth M picks up the win, makes it all the way to 6-3. and three. Uh, RKR drops to 4-5. and five, uh, So it's a, obviously a tough loss for him. Uh, but, I mean, Jamil, what do you make about this performance from Garth M? I mean, it just pegs the question every year. Is is this the season for him to finally, you know, make a deep run? And, you know, 311, you know, that's that's impressive for sure. I'm looking at the, the you know, who's behind the offense here or the pitching. It looks like Justin Upton put up 40 points, which is kind of weird. Sean Manea, uh, Manea put up 25. Yarbrough had a complete game this week. Hunter Renfro put up 20 points, so... I mean, yeah, he's trending in the right direction, I would say so. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not a believer in his team, to be honest. Every season, it kind of feels like he's been a tease like this. So I'm also not going to be shocked if he puts up, like, 
two thirty uh, this following week. So I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm partially responsible for this. I really went hard into the the Garth M always being 500 memes at the start of the season, and, and it worked for a little bit. But now he's on a bit of a tear. And like, listen, Garth M has had had teams get hot before. Uh, he's gotten into positions where people are like, "Is this the year? Is is he really going to make a run for it?" And you know, the good news for him is he is in a, a division where that's possible, where he maybe has a another advantage that other owners who are in other divisions might not have. But at the same time, it's just hard for me to believe that he's going to have a, a roster keep up this level of production all season so you know it's a, a great point total he gets a, a big win over RKR and you know obviously it stings from RKR's perspective but I just don't know if his secondary cast is going to be able to have weeks like this all that often we're due for like a 150 point Garfem week I feel like if it if there was a time it would be right after this you know the, the hype is crested and now he's just going to like get his point total doubled by ash or something and we'll be like well <laughs> okay <laughs> that's the garfem experience no no we all know and love yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and i mean if i'm garfem and i'm someone who's going to continue to not make trades not really you know uh, use that avenue for for enhancing my talent i mean i i have to think that i've i've run into a, a bit of a sticky situation here you know where my team's maybe going to make the playoffs but it's it's not really uh the the most talented or or the most confident overall uh so he's got to just be hoping that this becomes the standard for him otherwise he's going to be in a, a pickle no matter what happens yeah i hate if he wins the division, he'd probably be in a first-round matchup against Asher Ryan. And I I think it'd take Asher Ryan. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, uh, sticking with the evil division of evil, let's talk about my matchup. I was taking on Garth Newton this uh, this week. It was a, a great matchup between myself and Newton, uh, but it was indeed Newton coming out on top 290.2 to 245.6 for, for years truly. Uh, so it was obviously a, a big win for Newton. He's now six and three. I'm three and six. Uh, I, I have st- thoughts, but I mean, stats. I'll, I'll let you take this one first. What do you think about this matchup? Uh, the fact that he got nine starts with only two matchup moves means that I think this was just kind of a really good week for him, and it shows. Uh, historically, this is his best point total of the season by uh, 25 points. So I think this is about his ceiling. Maybe he can do a little better if his bats are a bit hotter. But yeah, he, and he can certainly be competitive. I mean, he's ahead of me in the standings right now. It stinks. But uh, I do think he's really good. I don't think he's in the mic tier quite yet. Yeah, I, I probably have to agree. Like, the, like we touched upon in uh old podcast that he was off to a slow start but he was definitely heating up slowly but it looks like his team is finally coming into form like you said i'm not gonna put him up there with the the juggernauts but he's on his way i do like the makeup of his team uh he's got a couple of guys hurt right now who absolutely torched me when he faced me he got uh i think colton wong and loriano is out but uh yeah like he's finding productions from the at the catcher spot, he scored. Uh, McCann scored twenty points. I think he just picked them up too. So he's he's finding ways. You know, if if some of the guys are not picking up the slack, so I like him. I like him as obviously he's one of the active managers we have in the game. So I definitely like the the trend that he's heading. 
Yeah, I mean, it was interesting from my perspective uh, watching him this week, and you know, just in the matchup, it felt like okay, well, he's gonna he's gonna slow down, he's gonna have an off day, I'm gonna gain some ground in this matchup. But just every day, the the point totals were were relentless. He was very consistent, and I mean, I think he'd admit this was uh, a little bit better of a week than most for him this season. So, uh, in that sense, unfortunate to to catch him here, but uh, you know, he's uh, definitely a team that's right there in in the playoff race, and it's gonna be a, a lot of fun to watch coming down to it because. Uh, there's a, a bunch of good teams in the league right now. So it's a, a tough loss for me and an unfortunate one. But, you know, uh, full credit going out to Newton. He uh, he really earned that victory. I was following along, though, Nick. You were you were kind of definitely keeping up throughout the until the weekend there. And then Sunday, he just kind of pulled away. Like, you were backed up by 50 points from DeGrom. You'll take that any, any day of the week. But, uh, yeah, like exactly what you said. When I faced... Uh, Noon a couple weeks ago, his he just wouldn't let up. Like he thought you had a window, but he just kept going. Yeah, I mean, I I I got the Degrom two start week finally, but uh, was not able to take advantage of it. So uh, that's a real shame. But uh, yeah, you're right. He's he's got a great team, very consistent in terms of the points he's producing. Uh, great bullpen, great great pieces all around. And so you know, I I took some risks on the stretch. They did not pay off by any means. Uh, so he uh, he's definitely a, a good team and one to watch in coming weeks. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, Nick, but you are unfortunately three and six right now. Where are you planning on heading this season? Are you going to try to fight for the playoffs? Are you going to sell off? Are you going to hold? See where it goes. So, I mean, that's, that's a great question, obviously, and it's a, a tough one to answer. I mean, there are still a couple of data points in my favor and the the two key ones are i still lead my division in terms of total points scored uh and i have uh all three of my wins being conference wins which is uh, an important tiebreaker obviously so uh i don't think i'm a lost cause uh by by any means and you know uh there have been crazier uh, playoff journeys than that but at the same time if if there are uh, a lot of good offers uh, and and if people are giving me good value for my guys, I'm I'm not going to say no, especially to some of the secondary pieces. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. And, you know, when you're a fantasy baseball owner, you have to get used to juggling multiple priorities. So it's a question of, you know, getting value for assets now versus trying to keep a competitive team together this year versus, you know, uh, figuring out the, the probabilities of me making the playoffs. So uh, it's, it's a lot to consider, but uh, hopefully I'd, I'm able to make some good decisions in the days ahead fair enough i know some of the i know some buyers are licking their chops waiting for uh for that answer from nick for sure <laughs> i i would absolutely believe it and i mean <laughs> this is a side conversation but it really does feel like it's a, a seller's market in the league right now a lot of guys looking to add talent not a lot of guys looking to part with it so uh we'll see how that plays out cool uh, but I mean, jumping right back into the matchups, let's talk about one sort of on the uh, the lower end of the overall competition spectrum, and also involving the evil division of evil. Uh, it's Flex versus Jeremiah. It's a, a matchup that would have been huge most years, but not so much this year. Uh, yet it's Jeremiah who takes it, two thirty six point five to one ninety eight point six for Flex. Jeremiah moves to three and six. Flex one and eight. Uh, so still still only that one victory for him. Uh, but Jamil, what are you feeling after this matchup? Yeah, not really surprised at the outcome. I guess what I like to talk about is Jeremiah's, you know, he's known for making the moves, always uh, trading up. So he, based on the recent moves he's made, what do you guys think uh, of the new shape that he kind of built? Looks like he's got some win-now pieces too. 
So I don't know. He's at three and six. Does he? Is he going to make the climb? And you know, as a defending champ, it actually feels really weird to see him as an afterthought and as a bottom feeder this season. I don't know how you guys feel. It's weird. I know I'm newer in the league than you two, but Flex and Jeremiah have been top contenders, like probably top five in the league for my entire duration. And seeing them for be sure, bottom yeah. feeders right now is whack. It, it's real whack. <laughs> I mean, from my point of view, uh, I'd say this has all the hallmarks of a classic Jeremiah turnaround where he, you know, he made some big moves. He got some pieces for his team. He's really going to try and compete now. He's going to trade off what other assets he has and, and win now moves uh, and, and sort of try and climb his way back. And I mean, I think a lot of I, he's going to do it no matter what. I'm, I'm pretty convinced of that. But I don't know if it's the year for him just because he hasn't scored more than 250 points since week one. He's got uh, a number of tough matchups coming up, uh, especially over the next four weeks. Uh, so it does seem like he'd be better off uh, continuing to try and get value from trade, sure, but uh, keep that value feature-oriented and, and not worry so much about improving his, his current roster. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. That's a good outlook on it. Yeah, and and like Stad said, I mean, this is just so surprising to to see from Flex, but uh, it's also interesting that he's got at least something of a competitive roster. You know, he's not putting up uh, terrible point totals, but uh, he's he's got some pieces now, and and maybe those pieces will move in the future. But uh, yeah, he's he's still doing his best for the time being. Flex just put up a respect for the game kind of point total, like not good, but no pathetic. That's yeah, true. <laughs> very, very respectful, deeply respectful. Yeah. Uh, well, in a, a similar vein to that matchup, we also have the matchup of uh, Tillo taking on Graham, uh, and it's Tillo who comes out on top, 207.7 to 145.1 for Graham. Uh, so Tillo 7-2, and two, Graham 0-9. Oh uh, Stads, I mean, what is there to say about this matchup other than it's a, a good team taking on a not-so-good team? I mean, Tillo only put up 207 points. That's like bottom seven in the league or something bottom third ish but uh two things i don't i'm not a neil guy and i'm not a basketball guy tillo <laughs> is named after jimmy butler and i i think he's like a comeback player jimmy you're gonna have to like fill me in on that but uh also has that neil kind of like come from behind fight hard spirit when you need to so is tillo actually kind of looking vulnerable or is this just a maintenance week? Yeah, like I've been noticing is some um, like uh not not as low as Ash is putting up you know better like I said Ash I was scared about Ash's low point totals but his has actually been pretty decent. Tillos is actually a little bit worrisome, like you said, two oh seven. You know he'll take it obviously against uh against Graham, but yeah I don't know I don't know what's going on with his team. I I have Tillo as as one of my top five contenders. Uh, in no particular order, but yeah, I would, you know, seven and two, he's, he's in good shape, but if he wants to be taken seriously here, he needs to probably pick up some of uh, the point totals up here. And uh, like, I don't know about Jimmy Butler. He's just been a kind of grit and grind type player, you know, comes clutch in the fourth when you need him to. So I guess he, he got the job done. He won the matchup. So that's that. Yeah. To speak to what you just said, his last three wins, he's won his last three matchups, but his point totals were 228.5, 185.1, and 207. Like, that's what uh, Europa team puts up, right? Right? 
I mean, but if you're winning, yeah. it could be a playoff team. You just don't know. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean, the the thing about Tillo, like, he only used one matchup acquisition last week. It's it's clear that he thought he had it in the bag for most of the week and, and it ended up being right. So you do want to maximize points. I mean, that's obviously the the key metric, but uh, I, I don't necessarily fault him for, uh, you know, slouching a little bit on on the acquisition front but uh, at the same time i mean if you if you take your foot off the pedal you may find yourself much like jimmy butler bounced from the playoffs pretty early so <laughs> okay I, I might i must say though he he did get a good find uh in uh cedric mullins it looks like he put up 40.3 points that weekend he's the highest uh bat to score for the week so that's a good good little find little nugget for him this season sure yeah, Mullins is legit. Was added in free uh, agency. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, a uh, couple more matchups we can talk about. We've got Aiden taking on Chris uh, in a, another matchup, and it's Aiden who comes out on top, 205.8 to 170.5 for Chris. So Aiden now 5-4, and four, Chris 1-8. and eight. Uh, Jamil, what's your take on that one? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Chris this season. You know, I I talked about it so many times about bragging about the jungle uh jungle members about being competitive and one and eight is just it's not it's not typical of him. You know, he's usually around the five hundred mark. He made the playoffs like a bunch of times in his uh short uh stint. Well, he's been in the league for a, for a while now, but he's made the playoffs a couple of times. And Aiden Aiden's you know got the job done. He's supposed to do what he take care of the lesser competition he's at five and four he's he's a little he's for sure a dark horse team like i like meadows and some of the uh, pitching staff that he has so yeah it's not much of a takeaway here it's 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 clear that aiden was a better team and chris is just struggling for some weird reason this season Sure. Yeah, it's definitely a, a down year for Chris overall. And, you know, if you're Aiden, this is what you have to do. Like you said, you just have to pick up wins against struggling teams and, you know, uh, try and coast and, and hope that someone above you make a, makes a mistake and you get into one of those wildcard slots. So, you know, full kudos to Aiden for, for taking care of business in this one. And 5-4 and four is, is a decent place to be at this point in the season. He's tied with the Squirtle squad. Who would have thought that going into the uh, season? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the Squirts, they had a matchup last week as well, uh, taking on Lim, and they pulled out a, a victory, uh, 231.9 to 157.1 for Lim. Uh, Squirtle Squad also 5-4. and four. Lim still looking for that first victory. Uh, Stads, how, how are you feeling about the Squirtle Squad? Uh, they've been pretty vulnerable in the last couple of weeks. I don't think they've put up good point totals at all. Uh, and they're, what's worrying to me is that they're putting up these middling point totals, and they seem to be trying pretty hard. Like seven matchup acquisitions, nine out of seven games started. That that shows some sweat to me. And if you're only putting up 231 points and you're sweating, I don't know if you're going to be all the playoff competitive. But as soon as I say that, it just feels wrong, and they're going to humiliate me <laughs> with like a 400-point game in the playoffs. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they still love their no. spookiness, don't they? I, I do agree, though, with some of the comments you made, because I remember when I faced them a couple of weeks ago, they literally went out about 10 or 11 starts and even called, even called up uh, Luis Garcia, one of his prospects, to, you know, add to his starts. So they're definitely trying, but he, I ended up beating him and he only put up like 220 or 225 or something like that. So 
but they did make a couple of moves to improve their team. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're just for some reason just cold to start the season and they start cranking it up a little bit more now. But in terms of Lynn, man, I don't know. I I thought this week for some uh he'll have some magic, make it close and maybe upset the squirt the squirtle squad here, but uh it just it just wasn't happening. He's at he's still waiting for his first win since like twenty nineteen. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right that the the Squirtle Squad are looking real sweaty right now, but I think that's often how they look just because they're, you know, a a high effort, high enthusiasm, high action team, and and they really rely on those acquisitions and using them to, to, you know, create situations where they can get all those stars each week. So uh, that's that's still going to be their MO, and it's not worked as well this year as it has in other years, that's for sure. But uh, at the same time, you got to think that they're, you know, maybe a, a move or two from really clicking into gear and, uh, if not, maybe they can make a, a big deadline deal to acquire some talent. So uh, I wouldn't write them out just yet. Uh, you know, five and four is decent, and and winning like matchups like this one certainly helps with that. Uh, just to cast our minds forward a little bit, Lim and Graham face off in matchup fifteen, and a part of me sadistically <laughs> hopes that they are both zero and thirteen, zero and fourteen, whatever it is before then. So we have like the ultimate loser bowl to end all yeah. loser bowls. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be pretty great. I I almost hope that matchup ends as a tie. It feels appropriate. <laughs> that's cruel. Uh, well, I think that takes us to our last matchup from uh, from week nine, uh, and this is a matchup I think uh, you you all know which one I'm talking about. It felt in a lot of ways like it had the hallmarks of being a matchup of the week. It was two top teams squaring off in a, a high stakes showdown uh, where both teams really needed a win, uh, and and you know what? It was all the the right setup, but the matchup itself wasn't that good uh, because Ryan defeated Chow by a score of 247.6 to 164.9 for Chow. Uh, so it's a, a down week for Chow and, and Ryan gets the victory. 7-2 uh, and two now for Ryan, 6-3 and three for Chow. Uh, bit of a, an odd one here, but I mean, uh, Stats, what, what's your thought on this matchup? Looking at Chow's point totals week over week, it really feels like the Garth McInnes experience. Like Two weeks ago, he put up 320 points against Mike big hallmark win something definitely to hang his hat on here he puts up a wet fart against ryan also a strong team none of the hustle none of the effort so yeah i just don't know what chow's team is going to be like and it he's still a very scary owner i definitely don't want to face him in the playoffs but if you if you put up point totals like this you're definitely beatable and considering how competitive the scene is it might not be good enough to hang on to the playoffs if he keeps doing it. Yeah, like it definitely like just kind of what Nick said, you you're expecting a big, big matchup between two juggernaut teams. I still wouldn't worry about Chow as much. Um I have him also as one of my top five uh contenders. But it's just he's lost two in a row here. Like you said, the point total is a little bit worrisome. He put up two oh four or two oh five against me last week. But like you said, he's a, he's one of the best uh, managers in the game. He'll probably be creative and find some ways to kind of pick up the slack from these uh, awful two weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if this week he puts up close to 300. So it's maybe a matter of time before he's back to being himself. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say I don't think either of these owners should be particularly happy with the the potent total. I mean, obviously it's a, a big down week for Chow, uh, but Ryan not doing so great either. And like these guys are, are two of I think the top four in terms of total points in the league. But uh, clearly both teams have shown a, a high amount of variance week to week, which is how you get results like this. So, uh, I mean, I think there's part of me that uh, would would not be surprised if they take this as a, a wake up call and and you know revamp a little bit to get some of the, more of that consistency. But but uh, yeah, it just also feels like a, a bit of a fluke, and and like if you ran this matchup, you know, a hundred more times, this is this is not the result you would get anywhere near at the majority of the time. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I I think that's gonna do it for our recap of week nine. Uh, either of you have a closing thoughts for the the week that was? Interesting week with three teams putting up plus three hundred, and not the three you'd expect yeah that's yeah. a that's a good takeaway yeah i agree uh i think last week was a little bit of a down uh point total week for the whole league and it just showed that you know three teams hit crack 300 and yeah it's just been a, it's been a crazy season so far and, and you know i'm digging it it's been fun yeah, well, uh, that fun keeps on going because we're we're heading right into week ten. Uh, and let's start with what has to be the matchup of the week. Uh, I should say we're recording this on on Monday night, but it's been a weird Monday. Uh, I think there's only three games going today, so the the point totals may well be very wonky at this point. Uh, maybe don't read too much into them. But uh, so far here on Monday night, uh, we got to talk about the matchup between Garth M and Ash, two division leaders, two division leaders who are are watching their tails quite closely. Uh, so both teams really fighting for a win here against uh, another top-level team uh, in terms of the standings. And uh, here on Monday night, it's Garth M who has the advantage in the unusual method of being at negative three points compared to negative 3.8 for Ash. So it's a, a very slight margin, both teams in the negatives. But uh, Jamil, who'd you got in this one? Yeah, I think I'm going to ride the wave uh, with Ash. He's just piling up wins the last couple weeks here. And we touched on uh, the Garth McInnes experience, as we like to call it. He'll probably come back to the, to Earth a little bit this week. Uh, maybe he'll be humbled by a juggernaut team in Ash. So I'll take uh, the Money Ballers. I'm yeah, I mean, from my point of view, I I think that uh, you're right that you know these two guys are are both division leaders, but not really of the the same caliber. And hey, if Garth M wins this week, that's going to be huge for him. That's going to be a a real statement victory. But I don't think he thinks he can do it. I don't think Cam thinks he can do it. I, I really don't <laughs> think anyone's going to be picking Garth M in this one. So I'm I'm going with Ash. I hate to be boring and agree and stuff, but we know Garth McInnes doesn't trade. And I'm just looking at what ESPN projects, and it looks like he's got five starts this week. So that's pretty weak. Maybe he can pick up a few guys off the waiver wire. I'm sure we all know what kind of quality guys are going to be available there. So yeah, that's <laughs> definitely a weakness and not seeing a lot of upside for him. So yeah, Team Ash. Uh, Ash is the pick. Uh, moving right along, Staz, let's talk about your matchup because that's a good one. You're taking on Tillo. It's a, it's a big showdown. I mean, we just finished talking about his team, but uh, here on Monday night, you're up 4.6 points to an even zero for him. Uh, how are you feeling about your chances in this one? I'm feeling okay. Naquin being day-to-day is annoying, but it sounds like he'll be able to come back maybe even tomorrow, so that's good. Uh, it looks like I've got a full seven starts, which is nice. 
Uh, in fact, I might even have eight, depending on if Quintana does indeed come back on Sunday. I'm not holding my breath, but it would be neat. And yeah, I think Vladdy's going to light up the Sox in the later half this week. It'll be fun to watch the Jays. It'll be fun to watch me win, picking myself. <laughs> yeah, I I hate to go against uh, a Neil brother and like a fellow jungle member, but I, I do like the way your team is heading in. And, you know, besides myself, I, I probably have you as a early uh, breakout team of the year candidate, just because, you know, you got the, the, the workhorses that back you up in uh, obviously Otani, Vladdy, and Woodruff. So I'll take the momentum on your side and go with uh, Ian here. How about you, Nick? Uh, I mean, I think I got to be the lone dissenter here and go with Tillo. Uh, it's going to be a really close matchup. And instead, if you win, obviously that's a, a big statement victory and I think a, an indication of your, your path to come. But, you know, Tillo's a good team. He's had some struggles uh, lately, but uh, this seems like a, a chance where he's going to really be motivated to win and, and really kick his team in gear. So uh, based on that alone, I think that Tillo's going to be able to get it done. But, uh, you know, I'd, I think it really could go either way, so I'm excited to watch how it plays out. Interesting point you made, Jamil, about breakout team of the year. We're both Vaz to potential playoff, right? We're both in the Vaz last year. <laughs> Right? Oh, I'm, I know. I almost, I almost won. Uh, oh, you're oh, okay. So then it has to be me because yeah. phase two <laughs> playoff is way cooler. Way cooler. <laughs> Assuming I make it. There you have it. Angling for the breakout award. I like it. Uh, moving right along, we've got Chow taking on Flex. Uh, it's a it's an uneven matchup on paper uh, with Chow being six and three, Flex one and eight. But uh, Chow just did have that stinker of a week last week. Although here on Monday night, he's up fifteen point six points to negative one point five for Flex. Uh, Jamil, what's your pick on this one? Yeah, I hate to be boring and just go with the the juggernaut here, but I cannot see Chow losing three in a row, and obviously against. Uh, Adam here, who's just mailing it in the season. So I got to go with uh, the O team. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick Flex here, especially because <laughs> it looks like Chow's got a decent week churning already, even with this week's sauce Monday night. So yeah, Chow, sorry. Yeah, I mean, 3-3 three through three on Chow. Uh, would love to see Flex win here. I definitely think he's going to win at least one more matchup this season, probably more, but uh, it seems like he's already in a, a tough situation and the matchup is, is shaping up favorably for, uh, for Chow. So uh, got to pick him. Uh, but on a similar vein in terms of overall matchup theme, uh, we have Kaminsky taking on Lim. Kaminsky 8-1, Lim 0-9, oh and, uh, and Kaminsky has the Monday lead of 5.2 points to negative 1.3 for Lim. Uh, Stads, who are you going to take in this one? I'm really... I, I'm bringing up Lim's team and schedule right now. I want to have a reason to pick like the most monster upset special. He's got yeah. <laughs> he's got eight starts this week. Two start from Robbie Ray and Chris Bubik. Oh, I'm I'm almost tempted to pick upset special, but uh, I I think this is gonna be close. I think Mike's gonna churn this out like two fifty to two thirty five or something, and it'll be close. And next week will be like, damn, how does Lim how is Lim zero and ten after a week like this <laughs> taking it to Mike? 
Yeah, like you made some good points of uh, maybe uh, Lim's got a fighter's chance here. I do think he's going to win. He's finally going to win this season against a pretty impressive team. He has a he has had a knack in the past of, you know, pulling up upsets, but I just can't see it this week. Uh, Mike is just too good to, you know, even fold to Lim. So I, I got to go with Mike. I mean, there are so many indicators that are, are just tempting me into picking Lim. Like, uh, Stad's mentioned a bunch, but, you know, uh, Mike coming off that big week, uh, that seems right for a, a fall this week and, and having his players drop off. And uh, it really just does seem like this is primed to be the upset of upsets. But yet I still cannot take Lim. I got to go Kaminsky, number one for a reason. Got a great team, got a got a great roster, and uh, I think should be able to, to see Lim off here, though. Would love it if this was a competitive matchup. But who knows? We might see Lim make uh, Mike sweat a little bit. We'll see. But uh, I still got to take Mike. Yeah, definitely something to, to root for, uh, some sweat in this matchup. Uh, continuing our, our tour of the lower end of the league, though, uh, let's talk about Chris uh, taking on Newton in, in uh, a Week 10 matchup. Uh, and it's Chris who's up here on Monday night, 8.3 points to an even zero for Newton. Uh, I mean, Jamil, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Man, I got to say, it's not a lot of juicy matchups this week. Uh, it just, I, I like I said it when I was talking about Newton, I do like the way... His team is trending, and he's just absolutely clicking on all cylinders. So Chris has got to wait for another week to pick up his second win here. I got to go with uh, Mr. Newton. Yeah, Chris doesn't even have like a great starting week lined up from his pitchers. If Casey Mize somehow ends up pitching twice, maybe, but nah. Newton's, Newton's too hot right now, and him picking up a conference win and staying ahead of me in the playoffs just sounds like the arc my team is on this year. So, yeah, Newton. Uh, I mean, to your point, Jamil, about there not being a lot of good matchups this week, uh, I think that's maybe true on paper, but on the other hand, it means that any upsets that get pulled off are, are going to be that much more magnified, and, and we've got a good chance for a, a number of them. But that said, I, I also will be taking Newton in this one. Uh, as much as I'd, I'd like to see Chris make a comeback, be a, be a more competitive team, uh, it just seems like he, he really hasn't found it this season, and there's not a lot of indication that he's going to find it in this one, whereas uh, Newton seems to be much better positioned for this matchup, so uh, got to stick with him. Uh, but to, uh, to complete our tour of these less competitive matchups, uh, let's talk <laughs> about Ben versus Graham, uh, two owners that are, are forever linked, having entered the league at the same time. Uh, this season, though, it's Ben who's 5-4, and four, Graham, of course, 0-9 and nine to date. Uh, but Graham does have a lead here, 4.5 points to 1.6 for, uh, for Ben, I should say. Uh, Stads, over to you. Uh, what's your analysis of this matchup? After fighting Ben last week, he was extremely competitive, like 270. Has Graham gotten a week that good at all? I'm just checking the stats quickly. No, he hasn't. So I really, it, it sucks to not pick any upset specials. But yeah, I have to be Ben here. Ben is just quite a bit of a better team. And I think him being 6-4 and four with fighting with Garth McInnes for the most evil team in the league that would be great yeah like it's you know i hate to be 
you know, always being on the repetitive side here, but I'm just looking at the way Graham's, uh, we know, we know about the activity, the lack, well, the lack of activity he's had this season. I'm looking at his roster. He's got one, two, he's got like eight guys on the IL, but he's only using three IL spots. Like, you know what I mean? That's just an indicator of how his season is going a little bit more acquisitions and better uh, team management probably make him competitive. Like he was last season, I think. So I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe there's some uh, other factors coming into this, but Ben, like you said, is super competitive this year, five and four, very respectable. And he's putting up decently good point total. So you got to go with the uh, underdogs. I mean, I think I might disagree with your overall analysis of Ben a little bit. Like, I think of the the last three or four matches we've talked about, Ben is the the most vulnerable to an upset, uh, and he's he's had his share of struggles this season. But that said, uh, you you said you know Graham's more or less asleep at the wheel at this point, just letting the season ride out, and uh, you know he can he can do the minimum to keep his roster compliant, but not much more than that. So uh, I I don't think he's going to be taking this matchup anytime soon. He's he's likely going to be heading into that. Show down uh in, in whatever week that was with with no wins to show so uh yeah i, I think i gotta take ben in this matchup interesting choice of words there nick considering graham's <laughs> warning from jafish today oh <laughs> yeah i mean uh uh he has not always kept it the most compliant uh, as a <laughs> roster but uh hopefully hopefully he's able to make some adjustments going forward yeah <laughs> Uh, but let's move on to uh, slightly more interesting matchups, like this one between the Midland Raccoons and the Squirtle Squad. Uh, it's a, an interesting matchup because both these teams are, are fairly competitive, Midland Raccoons being 4-5, and five, Squirtle Squad 5-4, and four, uh, and it's the Raccoons who are up on the Squirts, 10.3 to 6.3. Uh, I mean, Jamil, what are your thoughts on this matchup? I There's no way they can put up another... A fifty-point week, right? They already like forty more points, and they're there with ten on the Monday. But uh, you know what? We've been we've been kind of stagnant with the predictions, and what the hell? I go with I go with the boys for the upset special. Uh, Squirts is abs- absolutely um, the better team. Obviously, they you know picked up some uh, upgrades in Chris Bryant, and um, I forget who else they got. I'm sure they they were very active the last couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I'll go for it. I'll go for the Midland Raccoons. Maybe a little bounce back week after a poor uh, showing last week. I like it. Uh, Midland Raccoons, if they weren't so banged up, like they have two guys on the IL-10 that they have to roster just because they're that injured. Uh, Otherwise, I think I'd be with you, but this isn't the upset special I'm behind. I feel like this is going to be an absolutely pathetic matchup, something like 160 to 140. Both teams are going to be <laughs> totally disgusting, uh, but Squirtle Squad will be the least disgusting of the two. Yeah, I mean, the question that I think needs to be answered in this matchup and, and that I have no answer to is whether the last week's performance for the Raccoons was a, a fluke or whether there's some sort of deeper structural issue there. 
uh, that they're they're not addressing or that we're not seeing. And I mean, it it does feel like it should be a fluke and that they should be able to bounce back, assuming that all their pitchers don't collectively suck major eggs next mm-hmm. week. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, I guess it's it's possible that since this happened before, it can happen again. Uh, so it does feel like it's going to be a, a sort of leg one out kind of week. And uh, based on the, the respective teams, I got to pick the Squirtle squad there. They've made their bread and butter by doing that. So uh, it should be a matchup they can win. But, you know, the, the Midland Raccoons, if they want a, a strong back, but bounce back win, they've got a, a great opportunity for that. So it uh, will definitely be interesting to see what their point total is after next week because it, it could really just be anywhere. Yeah, fair point. Uh, but there's a, a couple more matchups we can talk about that are uh, also interesting. Jamil, let's talk about yours. You're taking on RKR. Uh, it's a, a great showdown. Uh, you're obviously coming in six and three. RKR four and five, uh, and it's RKR who has the the very slight lead, two points even to one point three for yourself. Uh, how are you feeling about this matchup? I must say, like I've had not the greatest luck against RKR during the regular season. I don't think I've beaten him, but uh, I I gotta go with a bounce back win after a tough loss against Ash. Uh, I'm going to go with myself. I'm going to ride the wave on some of the guys who are hot for me. I picked up uh, Patrick Wisdom, who I've never heard of before. He's hit seven home runs in 13 games. Obviously, that's not sustainable forever, but I'll ride the wave. Why not? He's been absolutely killing it since I picked him up. And the, um, the Zach Wheeler trade, that I, the big trade I pull off with Mike, has worked out for me. He, he's been an absolute... Um, Gem, as finally it feels good to have a like a quote unquote ace on your team who you can rely on to put up you know high point totals every start, and Korea who I took a gamble on trading Seager basically, and Korea has been absolutely hot since I picked him up since I traded for him. So uh, I got to go with myself and RKR is gonna definitely give me a fight though. He he's no slouch. I hate to do you dirty, Jamil, but the reason why I'm picking RKR is that he's got a nine-start week lined up, and if that's not going to be upset special, I don't know what is. Like, that's could be pretty darn good. Two-start week from Pineda might be good. He's been a little bit up and down, but he's also put up 20 points sometimes, so if he puts up something like 40 points this week, you could be sweating. Uh, are you gonna put up nine starts? I are you? I think I think I'm lined up for like seven or eight. I'm not sure, but uh, I definitely will. You know, if definitely try to find some uh, ways to bump that up. But yeah, like like you said, like he he he's definitely you know a very respectable competitive team. I'm not sure so sure that Michael Pineda is the two star pitcher that I would be sweating. But uh, yeah, I'm still gonna take myself. Uh, I mean, tough call on this matchup, and and while I'd love to bet against both my co-hosts, Jamil, I think I gotta go with you. I mean, RKR is is definitely looking for some revenge after that last matchup, and and he has been a really good team, much better than his four and five record might indicate. Uh, but I mean, Jamil, it does feel like you've made some big moves. You've you've put together a good team here, and uh, it's it's gonna be a, a test for sure. Uh, you've got wisdom. Maybe you can add tenacity and focus. Uh, but overall, it it just seems like you're a, a team that's in command right now, and uh hopefully hopefully that will continue for you this week yeah man we'll we'll see but i i'm 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 confident uh but let's let's keep going 
well, well, speaking of confidence, misplaced or otherwise, I have a matchup this week. I'm taking on Aiden uh, here on Monday night. Uh, I think only one of us has had a player go. Uh, so, John Birdie, thanks so much for getting me to negative 0.5 uh, while Aiden is at a flat zero. Uh, obviously, I have thoughts on this one, but uh, Staz, I'll let you speak to it first. How are you, how are you thinking this matchup's going to unfold? Uh, you guys are uh, both really fighting for some importance in this division race, right? Like, this is kind of must-win for Aiden if he wants to stay in there. I mean, being 5-5 isn't so bad, but uh, he's got to stay competitive with Ash and Ryan and the Squirts uh, to be able to do anything. And for you, your 3-6 and six going to 3-7 and seven is, prob- is definitely not mathematically curtains for your season, but that I think that means playoff chances become very dim, right? Yeah, I mean, I I gotta say, uh, it's it's uh, there aren't a lot of easy matchups at this point in time, so uh, it's definitely one where I'd I'd love to show up and and show off Aiden. And you know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my chances overall. It's not a Degrom two start week, but uh, I should be in a good position to get eight or nine starts. Uh, I've got Brantley and Votto probably both coming back from the the injured list at some point this week. That's going to be a, a boost to some of my struggling bats, hopefully, and uh, it's going to free me up to actually bump up my bullpen a little bit, do do some RP streaming. So uh, feeling pretty good about my chances. I, I think I can handle Aiden, but uh, Jamil, over to you for your thoughts. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously at 3-6, and six, you've been uh, struggling here to start the season. But if there's a week for you to kind of get things back on track with a, with a W, I think this is a great opportunity for you, Nick. Aiden's, you know, he's, he's a 5-4, and four, but still a vulnerable team. So why not? I'll, I'll take the man here uh, to kind of get things back on track. Like you said, you're getting some guys. You're getting some reinforcements back from the uh, IL here. So I, I'll, take, I'll take the man. Uh, well, there you go. Appreciate the support, Jamil. Uh... I always, always count on you to, to boost my spirits. Uh, but I think that's going to bring us to the final matchup of Week 10. Uh, and it's a, a matchup that I think, uh, maybe not for the, the teams this season, but for the history between these two owners, uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be very exciting. Of course, it's the matchup uh, going down between Ryan and Jeremiah. Ryan coming in 7-2, and two, Jeremiah 3-6. and six. Uh, And it's Ryan who has the lead here, 17.3 points to 9.6 for Trader Jerry's outpost uh but I mean Jamil you you know both these guys pretty well what are your thoughts on this matchup yeah like you said I think this will be more fun than uh, people would think the outcome would be uh Jeremiah's you know like we said he made some win now pieces uh move I don't know which side uh you guys on with some of the moves these guys have been very active actually made like two trades within each other but I think Ryan's just too good to uh take an L here. He he made some acquisitions. I think he picked up Simeon uh, to upgrade his sec, uh, second baseman spot and a bunch of uh, bullpen, bullpen upgrades as well. Questionable though with swapping uh, Bregman for Anthony Rendon, but I do, I just like uh, Ryan's team much more. So I got to go with the, the Mad King. I'm going to go with Jeremiah here. I feel like the history between these two is very rich and storied and Jeremiah dragging Ryan down right as he's in the midst of a playoff race and Jeremiah pushing himself off to try to cling to life in the playoffs. So that's, that's just great. And it looks like Jeremiah has got 
some pretty good pitching this week. Two start Bueller week, two start Sensatella week. I I think I'm going Team Jerry here. Uh, I mean, Chris, you stats for stealing my thunder on this one. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I got to go Jeremiah for the upset too. Uh, you're right. It seems like he's he's primed for a big win. Uh, his his lineup's leaning in that direction. And uh, it just seems, like you said, emotionally, like uh, the story of Jeremiah taking down Ryan and, and scoring a victory off of him uh, in the, the prime of his, his hot season. Uh, it's, it's too good. And you know, it really just set up Jeremiah for the, the big second half comeback and uh, makes it a, a lot more interesting to watch the evil division of of evil going forward so uh going with him glad i guess i, I got company on that one but uh it's definitely going to be a fun matchup to watch no matter what yeah for sure i can see this one uh going down the wire on, on the sunday for sure uh, absolutely and uh, I think that's going to do it though uh, I, I think we've covered all the week 10 matchups so uh, obviously it's it's been great and uh, there there are maybe some less interesting matchups in week 10 but you never know when a, an upset's going to strike or when are one of these matchups going to get real hot uh, so definitely stay tuned watch the, the matchups this week and uh, Stads, uh, Jamil uh, any closing thoughts from either of you guys? I'm going to hate this season as Garth Newton and I go down to the wire. I just feel it. Call him the shot. <laughs> uh, I'll just say that uh, for my matchup, uh, RKR, please, uh, no voodoo this time and I'll give, give me this dub for sure. You've been uh, basically uh, beating me every time we've match, uh, matched up in the regular season, so I'm confident though, so <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a fun one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a fun week all around. Uh, it's been a great season so far, and, and you know, as we hit uh, what's effectively the midpoint of the season, it's going to be a, a heck of a lot of fun to watch what goes down from here. So, uh, Stads and, and Jamil, thank you so much for being on this episode. Always fun chatting with you guys about the, the Flexbox Fantasy Federation. Uh, and uh, I hope both of you are, are keeping well and enjoying your lives. And uh, same goes to all you listeners out there. But for now, all I've got left to say is good night. And good fantasy.